0: In today's episode, we're gonna talk about the three areas that you'll need to overcome fear in order to succeed in your God-given assignment. So here's the million dollar question. How are people like us who don't settle for the status quo, who value freedom in a life without limits? How do we create extraordinary results in the key areas of life, yet skip the fear stress and anxiety that produces regret this is the question and this podcast will give you the answer i'm your host tom herman and welcome to the attractively different podcast hey everybody welcome back to the attractively different podcast this is tom herman and i hope you're doing well i hope you're having a great day and i hope that whenever you're listening this morning afternoon or evening that you are specifically pursuing your god-given assignment that you are creating what it is he has called you to create in life and that you're being fruitful in order that you can multiply and go succeed and grow and impact his kingdom. And like I said, today we're going to talk about three areas where you're going to have to overcome fear in order to do exactly that, in order to succeed in your God-given assignment. Because the reality is the main tool that the enemy uses is fear. And sometimes it keeps showing up. And a lot of times we realize or what we don't realize is that it's actually showing up in a different way because we've advanced to a different place in our life that he's trying to use fear again to stop you. So he uses fear to stop you from pursuing your assignment. And like I said, there are three different areas that you're going to have to push fear back and push forward to go succeed in the God-given assignment. And I'm gonna show specific examples from the Bible that we see where this happened, right? Some of the biblical heroes that we love, we pursue, or we wanna have a life similar to theirs, right? And I'll show you how this happened in their life and how they pressed through. So the three areas in your life that you're gonna have to overcome fear in order to succeed in the God-given assignment that God has for you, is you're gonna have to overcome fear in the personal, personal part of your life. The person. There's going to be a personal battle where you're going to have to overcome fear. The next level, once you get past that battle, the next level that you're going to have to overcome fear is the public battle. And like I said, I'll explain some of this and uh, I'll explain this in just a minute and what this looks like. And then the fourth battle that you're going to have to overcome fear is the battle to ac- occupy your destiny, to occupy your purpose. And so I want to break this down. Like I said, we'll go through examples of how we see this in God's word and how these biblical heroes that we look to, how they set a model, they set a blueprint for us so that we can go and succeed in our God-given assignment as well. So we're going to start at the first level, right? The personal battle. This is when no one is watching you. This is a question of, will you be faithful? You know, we, we have very similar thoughts. We have these desires or we've been given this assignment right and we start to think does anyone care is this even worth doing can like like what am i doing and and god has put us in that place to see whether or not we'll be faithful right so the enemy's going to attack us with the fear of like no one has no one wants to hear what you have to say no one's even noticing this is so menial right he he wants us to place an insignificance on the task that we're doing and the fear that comes is that we're not enough, right? Or we're not doing something great. We can look at people out in the world who are in the public forum and feel like, man, they're doing so much more for the kingdom. There's so much more here. What, what am I doing, right? There's, there's this fear where we question who we are. Maybe we're even worthy enough to, to go to go pursue a God-given assignment, right? We even maybe even hold the thought of, well, since I don't know what I'm doing, my, my goal is just to be a light wherever I am. And we, we default into pursuing this idea of contentment, which is just being average, right? So the, the enemy has this personal battle where we're battling with fear. Are we enough? Do we even have anything to say? Do people even want to listen to us, right? And so in these battles, we need to overcome the fear and be faithful to what it is God is calling us to do, right? We need to operate in this attitude that what we're doing is high calling to not diminish the small beginnings. And so we see this with David, right? David is anointed King. He's anointed King. And yet when he's anointed King, what is he doing? He's out shepherding in the fields. His, his father doesn't even bring him in to have Samuel check out all his sons, right? Samuel has to ask, is there another one, right? This is a man after God's own heart and he's in the fields and he's, he's, shepherding the sheep we we see him like attacking bears and lions to protect the sheep and and David isn't doing that because he loves the sheep so much no he's doing that because that's the assignment that he has and this is like the personal battles right when we're the shepherd the the job that nobody wants to do then we need to step into that and know why we're doing it is because the master who has put us in that assignment is seeing if we're faithful right? We see Moses as a shepherd in in Midian, right? Before he goes and leads the people out of Egypt, he'd been called, God, he'd been called to be the deliverer, right? And he's out being a shepherd. It's a personal battle that he's overcoming. Think about Joseph and all the hardships that he went through, right? He was, you know, Sold by his brothers, he was doing great work in Potiphar's house, and it was falsely accused. He was in prison. Like these are all personal battles that he had to win. Like fear of like, am I? What am I even doing? This isn't even worth it. Like, but he had a great attitude, and he was promoted. It was preparing him for the public battles. I mean, think about Daniel. The the best and the brightest of Israel are taken cap- captive from um, by Babylon, right? And they're the Babylonians are putting their culture on them. They're wanting to indoctrinate them into their culture. And Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stand up. and like, no, we, we're just going to eat vegetables. I appreciate the best that the king has given us, but can we just eat vegetables? Right, like, like they're holding to their standards. They're holding to what God has called them to do. And they're winning that personal battle. They're showing themselves to be faithful. They're showing themselves that they're going to listen to the master who has called them to whatever assignment he has called them to. And they're going to fulfill it in the best way possible and you have to overcome the personal battle first right and so with Daniel operating and saying like no is it asking the guard is it okay if we just eat this like and God gave them favor you know look at Jesus had to go into the desert and overcome the temptations of the devil to and stand firm like this was a personal battle nobody was watching and so when you show yourself to be faithful in the personal battles the next place, you know, you get promoted, right? You got this promotion where you get some more, the public is able to see kind of what you're doing or, you know, God gives you favor. And so the next place that the enemy is going to attack you with fear is in the public realm because the reality is fear is contagious. And in order for you to succeed in your God-given assignment, you're going to have to be courageous. And the enemy is going to want to use the, the fear around you. I, I can't imagine, this is recorded, in 2021, there is so much fear in our country, in the United States, in our world when it comes to coronavirus and vaccines and all these different things. Like fear is contagious and it causes people to d- damage relationships, right? Because they're, they're fearful. And so the enemy's going to bring fear into the public place and attack your assignment to try to stop it. You know, going back to David, we see this with Goliath, right? David brings food to his brothers and everyone's shaking in fear of Goliath and David's like oh I'll I'll take him and he and he goes right but this is a public public place like people are now watching him and so is he courageous absolutely he runs into the fear right he runs with his staff and with his sling and takes out Goliath you look at Moses he goes back to Egypt and is going to deliver the Israelites there's now a public perspective on him and he's dealing with Pharaoh and he leads the Israelites through the Red Sea and they they had fear but he had to be courageous look at Joseph he was in prison right and and Pharaoh calls him and he interprets a dream and creates a plan and it's a it's a very public thing and he had to be courageous to interpret the dream and to press forward with the plan Same with Daniel. He came before Nebuchadnezzar. Like everyone was about to die. Nebuchadnezzar was saying, you have to interpret this dream. You have to tell me what the dream is and you have to interpret it. If you don't, all the wise men will be be dead. Right? Fear. Spread around. Public. like, Like we have to get this. And Daniel was courageous to step into that. Think about Jesus. He was tested and persecuted all throughout his ministry by the religious leaders. Right? Like there's this public testing of him. He stood strong. He was courageous. He was, he was bold and he was faithful. And so the final place where the enemy is going to bring fear is when you actually go to occupy your destiny, to occupy your purpose. I love the visual of the children of Israel moving out of Egypt, but they had to go occupy the land, the promised land that they were given. They had to go occupy those promises right? Just being delivered out of Egypt was the first step, but you still had to go occupy the land that required them to fight. That required them to have battles. Like there was, they had to be courageous. You know, Joshua led them into that. And multiple times in Joshua, God is saying, be courageous, be courageous. Because the reality is people are depending on you to occupy the purpose and destiny that God has for your life. Like this is crucial Your purpose, your plan that God has for you will impact other people. Like people in the future are depending on you to go and occupy that territory. And the enemy doesn't want you to do that. The enemy doesn't want you to occupy that territory. So you have to be courageous. Like it will feel high stakes. It'll almost feel like life or death. And when you look at David, he was anointed king. He stood in Goliath and Saul chased him for years trying to kill him. Like David had to fight to occupy his destiny. He had to fight to occupy in the timing that God had for him that throne. Moses was leading the people of Israel out in the wilderness, right? Like they had to fight to go occupy the promised land. They had to pursue this. They had to, they came up and like, and Moses didn't lead them into the promised land, but right, like there was a fight. There was a battle to occupy that destiny just because they were delivered Just because there was deliverance from like the public battle, right? You still have to go occupy your purpose. Joseph had to execute the plan. Like his destiny that God had for him was to save his family and bring them down to Egypt, right? Like he had to execute that plan. He had to stand there and give them seed and do his role in order to bring everybody down, right? Like he had to be courageous to do that. Daniel resisted persecution in the lion's den, right? Like he, he'd he shown himself faithful and yet people are still trying to get rid of him. And he he stood his ground, life or death. Like he wasn't gonna stop pursuing the plan that God had for him. He wasn't gonna stop praying to his God, right? Think about Jesus right before the cross. He was in the garden of Gethsemane and saying, is there any other way? And he had sweating blood, right? And, and Jesus said, thy will be done. Right? Like there's going to be this battle to go occupy your destiny, to go occupy your purpose. And the enemy's gonna bring fear, the enemy's gonna bring fear to stop you in the same way he did with all these other characters that we just talked about, these heroes in the Bible, where they they stood in the face of fear. And and being courageous isn't, isn't the idea of no fear, right? Being courageous is just having a judgment that what you're pursuing is of higher value than being stopped by that fear, right? What you're pursuing, your purpose, your plan, the assignment that God has for you is more valuable than you stopping by that fear. So like I said, the main tool that the enemy uses to stop us is fear. He especially wants us to be afraid if we're actually operating and pursuing the God-given assignment that God has for us to grow his kingdom, he he wants us to be afraid and to stop. And if he can get us to be apathetic, if he can get us to quote-unquote pursue contentment by just like staying average, by being conformed to this world, then he knows that we're not going to fulfill our destiny, that we're not going to occupy that new territory. And ultimately it comes down to this fear. And this is what I found. And this is what I've seen in my life is that there's this fear that we have that we're not enough, right? This is what he whispers to us. This is what he starts to tell us, is that you're not enough. That there are these desires in you. You have this life that you want to create. You have these goals that you want to achieve, but it's like, I'm not enough. And he puts fear inside of us that, yes, that would be great to achieve that goal. That would be great to achieve that destiny and live in that purpose. But the downside is so much worse than where I am today. Like, what if I don't make it? then I'll be in a worse position than when I started, right? He tells us these lies that you're not enough and that when you fail, you're going to be in a worse position than when you started. So we just settle because the reality is too, or the reality as believers sometimes, and I found this to be true in my life. It's easier to know God intellectually and know that he's offered us these promises but never really test them out. Because if we test them out, if we test God, and when I say test God, I actually believe what he had to say. When he says that he'll provide for all of your needs. When in Second Corinthians he said he gives seed to the sower and bread to eat so that we can be generous on all occasions, he's going to multiply our seed. When he says all these things, yet we don't really want to see if they're true or not because it's easier to believe in a God that we don't have, that doesn't have to come through, than it is to actually see, does God say what he means and mean what he says? Because if he doesn't, then I don't know where I'll be with my faith. Is everything that I hold true, like what if, what if it's not true? And so there's this fear that we have in our mind that what we feel comfortable with could all go away if what God is saying isn't true. And so it's easier to like create a life where we don't actually see God's promises come to fruition because we never put ourselves in a place to activate his promises for our lives because there's this fear of what if it's not true? I don't know if I could handle one, the like finality of being a failure or if the beliefs that I have really don't come true in life about the God that I'm serving. Like, I don't know how I'd be able to handle that. So we almost keep Him at arm's length and we're more comfortable knowing it intellectually than actually applying it to our lives. Because that'll be comfortable believing something intellectually than facing the discomfort, facing the uncertainty of actually wanting to activate those promises into our life with the unknown of what if it doesn't happen? Then all my belief system could be crushed. So the enemy's tying all this together in this fear that's creating this big lie, that's stopping you from pursuing your assignment. So I wanna encourage you today to be courageous, to overcome the personal battle, be faithful, to overcome the public battles when there's fear around you that's contagious, to walk in God's promises, and to walk in God's promises as he brings you to the land that you're supposed to occupy, knowing that there's gonna be a battle in each stage. Yet we know that God is our victor, That's victory is a character trait that he's assigned to his personal name, Yahweh. And he leads us to victory after victory after victory. And so we get to choose to walk in that. So hopefully you found this information valuable. Please rate the show, subscribe, and leave a review. The ratings and review help make the show better as well as help get more exposure to help more people. And remember, everything you do matters. God has a specific assignment for you. Go rule that assignment, serve his people, and be blessed hey everyone it's Tom again and I wanted to ask you a quick question on a scale from 1 to 10 how confident are you that you know God's purpose for your life I mean there can be a lot of confusion around this topic so I went ahead and created a life purpose roadmap to help you gain clarity on your purpose you can download your free PDF life purpose roadmap At AttractivelyDifferent.com backslash purpose. It'll walk you through the seven simple steps to prospering in your purpose. Also, for the next 40 days, I'll be sending you a daily email guide that will help you unlock the full power of the roadmap. These emails are designed to make it that much easier for you to implement the roadmap and succeed in your God-given assignment. It's free. Just go download the Life Purpose Roadmap PDF at AttractivelyDifferent.com backslash purpose. Music